The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You also spent nearly half a million dollars throwing a party. We, we throw big events every quarter. We were in uh, Hollywood. You know, we had a thousand people there. Cost probably half a million dollars. I think there's three pillars that you can build wealth on. Three pillars would be entrepreneurs. The second is investing. The third pillar of wealth is influencer. Those who have influence, those who have relationships, those who can get attention will build wealth. Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Ryan Pineda. What's good? How's it going, man? Happy to be here, man. This is a cool little set you guys got. Thanks, thanks. It's a little yeah. sum sum. Yeah. Oh, man. Nothing like your 100K studio, but... You know, we actually just built out another studio and an event center in the office. So yes. wow. we're just kind of, just like what you guys got going on here, investing for sure. Yeah. You're ramping up on content this year, right? That's the goal, man. It just keeps getting like more important and yeah. you know it just keeps growing so it's like you gotta keep throwing money where where the attention is i agree yeah. it's something i put a major focus on this year i was that shy kid most of my career but Wait, it's time over. to get out there yeah that's over so does your barber live with you <laughs> you know he should he should <laughs> um no every monday dude he comes to the crib yeah. and just get lined up right before uh yeah. i got you know because i usually do all my filming monday yeah. and i'm like done for the week mm. oh, oh so you bang how, it out yeah, how yeah. many hours do you do you usually film um on monday i'll film for like three hours mm -hmm. and then actually i take that back now i do wednesdays too so mm -hmm. monday i'll do like my shorter youtube videos any mm -hmm. reels i gotta do and then wednesday's my podcast day so uh, i'll mm -hmm. go hit a couple of podcasts wednesdays and i'm pretty good nice yeah you spent a lot of your life playing baseball right yeah, dude. I never thought I'd be a business guy or, you know, social media guy. All I ever wanted to do was be an athlete. And so, you know, I was born and raised out here in Vegas where we're at. And so you're the reason why the Oakland A's is coming out here. Right. I was like, guys, yeah. you drafted you me, doing? you know, 13 years ago. I never made it. You didn't right. pay me any money, but you got to get out here. Come, to Vegas. Come check me you out. You were close to making the pros, right? Um, well, I got drafted by yeah. them and then, you know, That's I moved up. Uh, three different levels so you st i started in rookie ball then short season then low a then high a actually four levels yeah. and then um yeah you know that i still had double a and triple a to go oh, and huh. didn't uh get to those levels but wait so even when you get drafted yeah. you gotta work your way up got levels bro Dude, there's Tears. there's a lot of levels yeah. it's not just single a double a triple a some of the best wow. players don't even make it bro because there's so many so many tiers to it yeah. That's crazy because yeah. when you get drafted in the NFL, you just get on the team, right? It was different. The turnover rate in baseball is super low, bro. They signed ten-year contract. <laughs> yeah. They're there for years, bro. Uh, you might... NFL, you're there for a couple of years, yeah, and you're done. You're done. Uh, baseball is up. They're there for a long time. Look at a Rod. All that. You can play just, baseball yeah. till forty, probably. Yep. Can, yeah, probably older than that. Yeah, yeah, for wow. sure. And then from there, you got into real estate, right? Yeah, you know, while I was playing, I had to make some money because in the minor leagues, mm. you know, we were making 1200 bucks a month. Mm. And so, you know, yeah, dude, it was crazy. So, you know, in 2010, I ended up uh, 
getting drafted by the Oakland A's. Then I said, you know what? I need like some way to make money. Yeah. So I got my real estate license in 2010 and, you know, it was out here in Vegas where we had just like hit the bottom mm-hmm. of the recession. You know, prices were all time lows. Uh, right. Houses near here were like $50,000 is crazy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like as a realtor, it was really hard because if I did sell something, the commission was small mm-hmm. and everybody else hated real estate because everyone just got burned, mm-hmm. even though that was the best time to oh, buy. Yeah. So it was a tough time. Yeah, that was a tough time to enter for sure. A lot of real estate agents, I feel like, don't make a lot of money, right? Yeah, I think they say like 10% make 90% of the income. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, that's all things in life, you know, 80-20 rule. But mm. yeah. why do you think uh, a lot of them don't make money? Is it too competitive? I think that they don't treat it like a business. They probably just get their license and they think that, oh, something to post on. Yeah, my friends will all use me. And it's like, dude, your friends have 20 other realtors they know too. You're not the only one, (laughs) you know? And so they just have this false assumption. They're going to just, all these people are going to come to them when in reality, it's like, no, you got to market, you got to sell, you got to prospect, you got to do all these things that every Mm. business has to do. So you go from making 1200 a month to 12,000 an hour. That's big. That's big. (laughs) That's a big joke. You know what? That's how much he charges. Oh, for a call? His, his hour is worth $12,000, right? Man, I don't know what it's worth these days, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I do not do too many one-on-ones, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we were doing the math the other day and it was like 5000 an hour was like yeah. what it came out to if you yeah. were to just take the hours I work mm-hmm. divided mm-hmm. or however much I made divided by the hours yeah. I work. Yeah. That's 10 mil a year, right? 5000 an hour? Well, I don't work uh, 40 Well, I don't work full time. So. Oh, you don't work 40 hours a week? Mm-hmm. No. Wow, you got a good life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he gets, he gets it done. Yeah. Wow. It's all about family for you then. Right. Yeah. I mean, also, too, like, uh, how much money do you need? Right. right. Like, uh, I'm, I'm happy with where my life's at. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. You know, I got a third kid on the way. Oh, wow. Um, Congrats. Thank you. That's and, good. you know, I know that, like, I, you know, God willing, my income will continue to grow even Absolutely. not having to work you know, 60 hours a week. I mm-hmm. think the businesses keep growing year over year. So those should still just grow with or mm-hmm. without me. Um, we're constantly starting new businesses. We're um, now acquiring businesses. So you have six, right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What level of money was that limit where you were like, I'm good? Dude, honestly, I, I hate to say this because on one hand, competitively, um, always trying to get better, right? Mm-hmm. As an athlete, you look like you used to be an athlete too. Yeah, What'd I you still play? work out every day. I play football. Football. Yeah. So like you want to get better every day, right? Absolutely. There's always like the next level. Yeah. And so I think in business, it's the same thing. Right. But you also have to have like your standards for mm-hmm. which you're willing to, to go for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are some people in sports, they're like, I will literally do whatever it takes to get there. And so they'll take steroids, they'll do yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And pe- we know people like that in business too. Mm-hmm. They'll cut any corner to get there. Right. Um, for me, it's like, man, I want to be the best business person I can possibly be mm-hmm. within my own constraints of, mm-hmm. hey, I only want to work these hours, these days. Hey, I'm not going to be in these types of industries. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not going to partner with this type of person no matter how much they could make me right like so i I think life's all about that is like Mm. figuring out what game you're going to play in what are the rules and play that game and play it to the best of your ability what do you think the play is with jp morgan purchasing um all that real estate what do you what do you think that's about do you feel like they want to control 
a certain percentage of the market so that they can, you know, have a huge say so in where the prices go or. I, I don't I haven't heard about what they're doing in real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if you just look at JP Morgan in general, yeah. I mean they just <laughs> they got everything. They own everything. It yeah, does, yeah. Real estate's probably just a micro piece of yeah. the in the I mean they just bought First Republic Bank. Mm -hmm. They yeah, I saw that. you know they bought I, I, a billion dollars in real estate. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That's probably not that much for no, them. No, that's not that yeah. much for them. But I, I was talking to because they just bought First Republic for like two hundred million or something. Yeah, that's yeah. how much they had under assets. Mm. But um I was I was telling somebody this the other day. They're like, "So what bank is the safest?" None. And well, I'm like, "Yeah, none." But <laughs> uh, J.P. Morgan would be the safest. I mean, the literal J.P. Morgan bailed the U.S. out of the Great Depression. Mm. Like the entire banking system was going to collapse a hundred years ago. Mm. Like, go read about it. Like he, like literally, the president called him. They're like, "Yo, J.P., <laughs> like it's about to go down." Mm. And we don't know what to do. Yeah. Wow. And he cut the deal together to make everything survive and to, you know, get the US where it is today. And mm. it's like, you see the same thing happening yeah. now. Yeah. JP Morgan's still doing it. I actually, they, they weren't connected events, but I actually just moved my money to JP Morgan. Mm. And JP Morgan's different than Chase. Chase is kind of like their, uh, I don't know, normal person bank anybody can bank with chase okay the, pe the peasant bank so jp morgan is yeah. only ultra high net worth people mm. i think you have to have like a 10 million dollar plus net worth wow to to bank with them to bank with them yeah. yeah like you can't just go open an account at jp morgan yeah no no um and so they had been talking to me for like six months about like moving money over there and mm -hmm. you know they wanted to manage just different things and so finally um we did it mm -hmm. And then all this other stuff went down. I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to trust somebody. <laughs> it's going to be the people bailing people out. Not, yeah, yeah. The, the, the guy who's always bailed people out for 100 yeah. years. Yeah. So what's that. the difference between the banks? Is there higher interest or anything? So, I mean, once you get to that level with like JP Morgan, and I'm not even close. Like I'm probably their poorest client, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. So they are all about relationships. So before, like when my money's at Wells Fargo, I don't know about you guys, but Wells Fargo doesn't give me anything. Like I get I'm no scared. special treatment. I'm scary to bank there. No, and yeah. like they don't even know who I am, yeah. right? I'm just a, a number to them. JP Morgan and, you know, once you get these higher end things are all about relationships. Mm -hmm. And so to give you an example, one of the reasons why we switched over there was I bought a new house and we are refinancing it. Mm -hmm. And I had some issues on the refi with uh, a different lender. Right. So I said to them, I said, hey, what could you do on this house? The house was appraised for three point nine million. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get a loan for three million, mm -hmm. and they said, "Here, let me let us run all our stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, we can do it." And they're like, "We we just have our own funds. Like, we don't need to go go through the typical underwriting and all mm -hmm. these things that right. other banks go through. Like, if you bank with us, we we don't even really want to do mortgages. It's mm -hmm. not our specialty, but we'll do it for you because right. that's the relationship." Wow. And I was like, "So what's the rate? What are the fees?" They're like, "There are no fees." Like we're just doing it and <laughs> what? Yeah. And so it, it's what? just zero percent. Well, He's... not the interest rate, the fees, the, the interest, the, the interest rates still going to be cheaper than everything else. Probably going to be like 6%. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is a one-on-one -on -one conversation he's having. This yeah, isn't like, direct. yeah, this is like, yeah, we'll do it for you type. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's what these guys do. Once you mm -hmm. get to the, those kind of levels, it's yeah. all relationships. That's sick. I want to get into some of your interesting spending habits. I saw you spend 2000 a week on food. I spend a lot of money a week on food. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. How, break that down for me. 
Um, so we've had a personal chef for like the last year, mm. um, maybe a little over that now, but that's basically like 200 bucks a day. So it's like, oh, okay, and, and, okay. and that's just for dinner. That's not like the whole, all day. The week is seven days, right? Five days. Oh, five. five days. Yep. So that's a thousand bucks, you know, on the weekdays. And some days we do less than a full week, but mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Um, I don't get them the whole week because we like to go out still. Mm -hmm. So on the weekends, you know, go out and eat. And mm -hmm. so like if my wife and I go on a date night, you know, we might spend three, four or $500 for that night. And if we right. go on two or we bring, we bring friends or mm -hmm. we like, 1500 yeah it's coming out to like 1500 2000 a week got it yeah, yeah it's easy to do that in vegas yeah these yeah. restaurants are expensive on the strip I, yeah, I i value experiences you know like i don't have like all these cars or like crazy stuff like i would rather just build my businesses invest wisely in real estate mm -hmm. and then spend the rest on experiences mm. and all the things i want to do like traveling and stuff yeah. yeah like i was just in um dominican two weeks ago nice. how was that it was beautiful Fire. dude mm. so good you know we're going to costa rica in two weeks wow uh, how often are you traveling well my wife's pregnant right now so like we're going Very a minimal. lot <laughs> because oh, we're right. trying to go now because yeah, yeah. uh probably in like two months all of yeah. travel is done, done. Right. <laughs> for the next six months nine months yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. so we're really like all right where are we going next where are we going next but yeah i mean usually we'll go on one big vacation once mm. a quarter um but, you know, I'm kind of thinking now as time goes on, and this is probably a couple years down the road, but just having like uh, a second home somewhere mm -hmm. tropical. Mm. And so we've been looking at these different uh, places on vacation, but also smart. Yeah. Investing. You also spent nearly half a million dollars throwing a party. When did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Last week. <laughs> um, I, I think you're referring to my event. Your event. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was... We, we've said that as an ad before, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we throw big events every quarter too. Mm. You know, I know it's, we were in uh, Hollywood last month and, you know, we had a thousand people there cost That's, probably half a million dollars so to, to go get the venue and mm -hmm. throw it and, you know, all the after parties and all mm -hmm. that stuff, but it was great. You got a new event coming up too, right? Yep. Uh, wealth cons here in Vegas, uh, July 11th to mm -hmm. the 13th. Love mm -hmm. to have you guys there. Yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a, another half a million, million dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what is what, what what is that even about? Yeah, so it's interesting. You yeah. know, I started out as a real estate guy, so everything I always did was real estate. That was how I made my money initially, and then I eventually got into like general entrepreneurship and started other businesses. Right. Um, and then you know I started getting in social media and mm -hmm. like started going on that route. And so WealthCon is a culmination of everything I believe you need to build wealth. Gotcha. And so to me, I actually thought of this on the way here and it's something that I never really pieced together until now, but I think there's three pillars that you can build wealth on. Mm. And most people have one if they're like successful, mm. but like the ultra successful do all three. So the three pillars would be entrepreneurs. So, right. you know, you're, you're building a business and that's how most people build wealth. They, they get really good at a skill and they build a business around it and, you know, that makes them money. The second is investing. Mm. So they go from entrepreneur to an investor. So now, okay, I'm making money from my business. Right. How do I invest it wisely? Because, you know, like Warren Buffett says, you know, the, the number one rule is don't lose your money. Right, right. Right. And so, so many good entrepreneurs are bad investors. Right. So they make money, they go throw it at 
whatever this thing is. It doesn't work. <laughs> the next meme coin, yeah. and then it's gone, mm-hmm. right? Pepe. And they work so hard. Pepe. <laughs> yeah, Pepe. And so it, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to become a great investor once you start making money. Right. But the third pillar of wealth is influencer, mm. right? Like at the end of the day, those who have influence, those who have relationships, those who can get attention will build wealth. You know, the fact that I chose to start making content has allowed me to meet so many big people yeah. in the space. I've got new partners, I've gotten new investors, new business opportunities, mm-hmm. and it'll continue to be that way, right. right? So if you can master even just one of those, influencer, investor, or entrepreneur, you're good. You're good. But if you can get all three, mm. powerful. You're you're not you're just gonna kill it. Yeah, right. Wow. So WealthCon is about that. Mm-hmm. I got guys who are just the most savage mm-hmm. investors speaking, mm-hmm. people who are the best entrepreneurs and people who are the yeah, best see, you got some heavy hitters there. Bro. Yeah. You got some heavy hitters. And coming. you were able to assemble those speakers from your podcast, right? Yeah. It's funny, man. Like we've been doing this every quarter and I haven't really had to pay anybody. Like mm. it's just everybody wants to speak on the state mm. the state because that's influence, right? It's like, man, because I have influence, you know, I can go text whoever and be like, hey, you want to speak at my event? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is yes. It's not even like, oh, here's my fee. It's like, oh, yeah, dude, like wow. I got you. I'm, I'm there, yeah. Because yeah. any random guy, if they wanted to pay Grant Cardone, it probably cost 100K. Yeah. I've never, paid, I've never paid Grant a dollar. And, you know, him and I have done so many things together, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like we filmed on his TV show. He's come to my office for a whole day. We yeah. filmed podcasts. I've been to his office a bunch. Like, it's just... You know, and it's not because I'm just such a great entrepreneur or investor. Mm-hmm. There's way better entrepreneurs, right. way better investors. But the thing Grant values is influence mm-hmm. because he's like, oh, okay. Like if this guy has some influence, yeah. it's going to help me out he's by being relationships with him. Too. Uh, yeah. 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 Sure. Influence might be the hardest one of the three to get, right? Easily. You think so? Yeah. It's the hardest. You don't think so? Um, It depends on a person. I think if you had a certain drive and you, you're pushing, I think you can you can you can gain an audience. Mm. It's kind of easy to do that with social media, especially if you understand how the algorithm works, when to post, how to post. Yeah. Just so, understanding. So the, the let, let me add one pushback to this: mm. is like it may not. I still think it's the hardest one to like mm. even build from initial, mm. but it is also the hardest one to maintain. Yeah, because there's no like passive influence. Yeah. Right, like the moment I go buy real estate, if I want to just be done, you're done. Just let it be. Yeah, and I'm gonna build wealth mm-hmm. for the next foreseeable future. If I build a business that's really good and it can function without me, you don't have to start another. One. I don't have to do it. Yeah. Like it's just gonna do its thing. Mm. Influence is not that way. Mm. It's an active thing that always has to be, you know, <laughs> adapted and changed to stay relevant. You, right, you gotta love it. The same way that well, you, yeah, yeah, I agree because yeah. people fall off, man. Yeah. People fall off a lot. There's a guy who's hot for a couple of years and then yeah, they're Liver gone. King fell off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, he, then there's somebody who will copy your whole style. Yeah. Like get his hair. And Liver King's a buddy of mine too. So, he might oh, come. Sorry. He might come speak at WealthCon. <laughs> sorry, sorry for not saying that. No, but a lot of artists yeah. fall off. Like, oh yeah, I mean, look at actors mm-hmm. and music artists. They're the number one. Like, yo, if you don't put out another good movie yeah. or another hit, you're, you're dead. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. One of the tweets you tweeted I thought was interesting. You believe uh, people that save 20% for a down payment is stupid on a house. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, when you're first starting to build wealth, cash is the most limited resource you have, right? Typically, you have time, you have hustle, cash is the, the thing that limits you. And, you know, if you're going to go put, say, 20% down on a house, let's just say, you know, the median house in the U.S. is 
400,000 ish right now, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you got to save 80 grand. Right. That's a lot of money. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like, and, and here's the thing. Most people can't save that. No, there's no way. You can't save 80 grand for most people. Um, the only way to like even get to 80 grand is by using your money to go to make, make the money, 80 grand, yeah, yeah. right? So you can't just save your way to 80 grand in At most all. cases. So, <laughs> you know, when you go put 80 grand in something, um, for, for all investors, we always want to have a high velocity of money. We want to like turn the money over as fast as humanly possible. Right. The problem is people buy a rental, they put 80 grand into this rental and then it's just there. Mm. It's stuck. And you know, what's that rental make? It makes freaking 200 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that is not a good use of 80 grand <laughs> at all. I don't care how much it'll be worth down the road. Right. The, the better choice is, Hey, I, it's not like I don't want you to own rental properties, but try and figure out how to own them without having to put 20% down. Mm -hmm. because so what's the way to do that? Uh, I mean, there's multiple ways. Uh, one <laughs> is use other people's money, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, that's what I do in all my deals. I'm right. always using other people's money to go Leverage. buy more real estate. Um, two, the Burr strategy, right? So if you get a good enough deal, you can refinance a few months later and get all your cash back out. So mm -hmm. that's okay. If you're gonna put 20% down then, yeah. and then you know you're getting it back here in the next four to six months, I don't have a problem with that. Mm. Um, the other way is simply buying a primary for low money down and then, you know, turning it into a rental down the road. Mm -hmm. You know, it's illegal to do it right away, but, you know, you can go get a, a home right now if you're a vet for 0% down. You could go get a 3% down conventional loan, 3.5% down FHA loan. So, you know, on a $400,000 house to save 12000 is very attainable. Literally. You know, and so I would rather go to that same house, put twelve grand down, if I'm truly trying to go own real estate and build wealth, I'll go live in it for a year mm -hmm. and then I'll go do it again. Mm. I'll turn that house into a rental. I'll go buy another house with 3% down and just keep repeating the process. Yep. Wow. I need to use that strategy. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't bought a house yet, so I could well, use that. I mean, it's, it's most people, because most people are, are locked into the 20% down. So yeah. They don't even think about they they don't even think they can buy a house. Yeah, they don't even think they right. can buy a house. It's too expensive. For well, your first one you get three percent, right? Or five percent? What is it on uh, your first house? It's not even your first. You could do it on any well, primary oh, on house. house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. people don't know that. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> no, it's, it's not like a one-time deal. Yeah. You can always do it. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's why you have know. events like WealthCon and stuff. So yeah. You can go yeah. and learn those different strategies and stuff like that. Wow. Hundred percent. So, yeah, it's educating. I want to yeah. dive into family stuff because I know you're a big family man. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on homeschooling your kids? Yeah, you know, we just made the choice to do that. Um, it's interesting because my wife was a public school teacher mm. and we both are from Vegas. We both went to public school here in Vegas. And uh, when we first got married, I mean, we were broke and we didn't really think we were ever going to be rich. Mm. And so we just always assume our kids are going to go to public school. Right, right. Then as we started to make some money, um, we were like, all right, you know, probably we'll put them in private school. Mm. Like that's just what you do and right. whatever. But then as time went on, as I you know, interviewed all these people on my podcast, there's just this common theme, like every successful entrepreneur I interviewed kids, they were homeschooled. Mm. And I was like, mm. and I would ask him, I'd ask Cardone, I'd be like, what, why do you homeschool? And he's like, cause you know, if somebody's going to mess up their kids, I'd rather it be me. You know, like <laughs> he's like, you already know the school system's going to mess them up. Like yeah. whether it's some crazy like leftist agenda, mm -hmm. whether it's just sitting in the classroom for six hours learning things that aren't even applicable, mm. you know, whatever. It's like, if they're in homeschool, I can teach them exactly what I wanna teach them, mm. both from morals and ethics to like actual skills that are gonna be applicable in the real world. So like, right. that's one thing. 
But the other part that like he and these other entrepreneurs have is just like the travel and the lifestyle. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, we're going to be traveling a lot. They got to come with you. They got to come with us. So, right. you know, we can't just pull them out of school for a whole month and right. then right, right, right. <laughs> that doesn't fly. Right. Right. So you, you kind of end up in this situation where you have to like, and it makes complete sense on all fronts. And I think too, the stigma when I was, how old are you guys? I'm 34. 26. Th yeah. Okay, we're both the same age. Yeah. So, you know, the stigma when we were in school was like, if you were homeschooled, you're a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? like, I mean, same with my generation. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. It, it was just like, dude, you're weird. Um, that, <laughs> that's not the stigma anymore. It's like, no, I mean, especially with online learning mm. and just like, I mean, I run an online education company. It's like, online learning is here to stay and right. it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. You know, metaverse will continue mm. to grow one day and mm. be where it needs to be, right? Like, so this this learning from home thing ain't going anywhere. Mm. So how long do you actually, uh, is that for everything? Or are you going to let them go to high school? Do they get to go to prom? Where you kind of like, nah. My kids are so young. They're not yeah, even like, yeah. they wouldn't even be eligible for school yet. My yeah. son's about to be five. Mm. He's my oldest. Um, so, I mean, look, uh, who knows where the, the world hopes. Maybe he homeschools for however long. And then all of a sudden he's like, I want to go to high school and whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, right. all right, well. We're gonna be going to the Dominican. I'll see you later. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Enjoy it. Right, right. Because they still need to develop social skills too. Yeah, and that was the thing too. Was uh, back then there wasn't like ways to develop social skills, but it's like, you know, when, when Cardone came to my office for a podcast, uh, he had brought his daughter. His daughter, mm -hmm. I don't know, I think she's like twelve years old or something. <laughs> um, but she just literally goes into office to office to country to country, mm -hmm. and it's just socializing mm. with everyone yeah you know like amazing social skills wow. networker yeah all, all, already wow. yeah it, she's networker. just hanging out with adults all day yeah. and like right. you know understanding how to speak mm -hmm. to them and relate and like hold herself mm -hmm. so like she was a thousand times more mature and like social than a normal 12 year old who just hangs around other dumb 12 year olds mm. <laughs> that's what i was doing at 12 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was playing the game all day yeah for sure do you believe marriage can make or break your business? Yeah, you know, I tell uh, people this all the time. They're like, do you think uh, you'd be further along if you're single and grinding and everything else? I'm like, well, here's the case study. We like case studies and info. It's like, before I got married, I was broke. After I got married, I, I got rich. So, like, mm -hmm. case study-wise, marriage has helped me mm. um, from that perspective. Mm -hmm. I, I would also say, you know, obviously having, like, a partner in life is... Uh, it's, it's it makes beneficial. yeah it makes the the hard times better uh it makes the good times sweeter yeah. it um it, it's somebody else there like dude doing anything lonely sucks mm. nobody wants to be lonely mm. i don't care how many like you know lone wolves there are they <laughs> right. ain't happy right? right um i don't think god created any of us to be, to be solo. just solo by ourselves that's why he created eve for adam mm. right so yeah, I think marriage is great. Now, on the other hand, what I think is so a lot of people aren't ready for marriage, right? Because uh, I meet a lot of young entrepreneurs who mm. are like really devoted to their business. And I'm mm. like, that's great. Mm. You know, and they're like, I couldn't, I can't get married right now. Like, I just can't give up all this stuff for business. I'm like, kudos to you for recognizing right, that because right. you would be divorced. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Uh, you you got to count the cost. Being married is amazing, but everything in life has a cost. Mm. 
having a business has a cost starting a podcast has a cost being married has a cost yeah. and so all three has a cost yeah. having all three has a cost yeah. then you decide to have a kid that has, has a, a cost. cost yeah so you have to decide like it, do your cost benefit analysis right mm. this is the cost of having a wife there's financial emotional there's all these things mm. is it worth the reward mm. what did you learn about your body when you took the 10x health test because i just took that a few months ago oh did you yeah what'd you what'd you find out about your body found out a lot man i'm really happy i took it like i had a lot of deficiencies vitamin yeah. wise and uh some stuff i needed to work on for sure yeah i so, haven't taken it yet so you should take it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. So Gary, Gary Brecco was on my podcast, who's um, Grant's partner in 10X Health and mm -hmm. good buddy of mine now. And let me tell you, you know, as much uh, hate as Cardone gets and just all this other stuff, you know, both of those guys like are very true. Like they want to help, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and then that goes for the rest of their 10X team, too, like Jared. You know, I, I text him pretty regularly whenever I have questions about things. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like Gary, you know, he came on the podcast. We talked about a lot of different health things. We reviewed my um, my results on mm -hmm. the, the 10X health test and uh, it was super eye opening. But, you know, after the podcast, we started talking because um, I had a, a few things I wanted to ask him. So, like, my son has some special needs. And I was like, hey, like, have you ever heard of, like, any treatments or anything that we don't know about? Because, like... Here in the U.S., they they just like if it's not FDA approved, which is like a huge scam, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it's just a money making huge scam. scam. Yeah. Like, FDA approved. Yeah, like then it, you can't do it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm so, you know, long story short, um, he got us hooked up with this stem cell research and mm -hmm. these uh, just different things, and mm -hmm. so we've been doing that, and wow. it's been super good for him. Wow. Really? Um, yeah, and. You know, like they literally, his team comes to our house whenever they're in Vegas and they do it. And it's like, great. Wow. Um, you know, another one was, and I, I won't name names, but uh, like one of my friends who's a pretty big influencer's wife mm -hmm. um, has cancer mm. and young, young couple. And uh, he had reached out to me. He goes, dude, I know, you know, Gary, like we're just looking for any kind of like answer or hope and yeah. everything else. And I was like, let me ask him if he if there's anything mm. long story short he's like yeah there's this treatment in mexico that's like super big and like well it's not big mm. like the u.s doesn't want it to be a thing right. um because at the end of the day like the government makes so much money or these pharmaceutical companies government whoever makes so much money on sick people mm. like that's absolutely yeah like 75 percent of the pharmaceuticals in the world are consumed by the u.s alone whoa that's crazy. that's the statistic so the, we're the sickest people we're wow. the sickest people. We just yeah. keep giving ourselves more COVID vaccines and everything else, right? Oh, God. Like, <laughs> we need another booster, apparently, right? <laughs> so, you know, and by the way, I never got vaccinated. So, me either. Um, number one, though, he he goes, let, let me um, see if I can get him to the front of the line of this, this new treatment. And, mm. you know, they did it. And she's, like, showing amazing progress from mm. being, like, really towards the end. Like, it was late. Was it stage four? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um... It's just crazy, man. Like, wow. uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Gary and everything he talks about. You know what's funny too is you know you talked about Liver King earlier. So I I'd, I'd interviewed Liver King and Gary very like close together. Yeah, and they both have the same ideology. Mm. So like as much as Liver King gets hate too for all the steroids and other things, yeah, his ideology is correct. Like him and Gary both believe you should just eat a ton of red meat. They believe you shouldn't be eating carbs or vegetables. Mm. They believe that, 
you know you should be getting sun like d vitamin d right. um is the biggest deficiency K12, yeah. yeah and gary you know sun fixes that right. you know and supplements fix that right. so like they're very in tune with you know believing the same thing mm, interesting yeah the only thing about it is that the red meat and the fish everyone has their conflicting like beliefs when it comes to that so it's like you don't i mean you don't know what to believe yeah you'll talk to a vegetarian who tells you one thing right. then you'll talk to a carnivore who yeah. tells you the yeah. other yeah. it's like yeah it's hard to i and i think i don't know i think there's only one thing i believe about just food is that for sure you need a protein like mm -hmm. you need a gram of protein per body weight that's the mm -hmm. only thing i know mm -hmm. for a fact everything else like you could convince me both ways yeah depends on your body too because i took the gene test also and then i found out i'm allergic to like all the bread stuff yeah i think everyone's allergic to bread yeah. man literally yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, i think that yeah actually i'll take that that's two things one i think everyone needs a gram of protein per body weight and two everybody like if you eliminate eliminate gluten you'll be good yeah <laughs> like yeah, like I've, I've changed my eating habits i'm more uh protein and vegetables and no rice none yep. of that pasta that yeah that's that how i am too time, yeah We'll end it on this. What what's been your best and worst investments of all time? <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> doesn't have to be money wise. Just like in general, yeah, it could be time too. Time, time. Um, you know, I, I'm always like a optimistic guy. So even mm -hmm. like on my failures, I have a hard time even remembering them because mm -hmm. I'm just like, no, that was like learning. There experience. was a thing that made me able to do this next thing because right. I did this. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So it's hard for me to just be like, yep, that was a complete, just terrible investment, <laughs> whatever. Um, but that being said, like, I, I'll, I'll say this just like on the real estate side, like I've lost millions of dollars over my, you know, 10 plus year career mm -hmm. on just like bad deals. And it mm -hmm. doesn't matter how good I get at evaluating deals. I've bought hundreds of homes and apartments and other things. And mm -hmm. like, you still can lose. <laughs> you like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. run all the numbers yeah. right. And then something happens. Mm -hmm. A contractor screws you, the market shifts, the government decides they want to double interest rates. Right. You know, I lost seven <laughs> figures last year because of that. Like wow. who could, who could predict that the government's going to go double rates, you know, in the yeah. shortest amount of time ever like that, like impacted my business heavily. And wow. it just, it sucks. It is mm -hmm. what it is. Um, so that, that sucked. Now, did I still get through it? Yeah. I mean, thankfully we had also a lot of uh, properties that were winners to right. offset it. Mm -hmm. I had rentals that I could sell to offset it, right. you know? So it's like, instead of having this massive cash flow issue that, um, most had, uh, I was able to get through it and, you know, we still have some bad deals that are going to sell and mm -hmm. it's going to be done here in the very near future. But, right. um, you know, real estate and investing. I don't care like how good I am. I'm still going to get losses, right? I'm still going to be losses, yeah. Now, as far as the best investment, I've had many real estate deals that have made me millions of dollars. And so mm -hmm. like, those are great. But I would say, you know, beyond the generic uh, <laughs> response of investing in yourself, mm -hmm. uh, I will say the investment into media was probably the smartest thing I ever did. Mm. So the content. The content, you know, uh, spending the money to hire the right people, spending the money on the consultants, right. spending the money on the studios. Um, and I think that's going to continue to be a massively good investment. And that's why we keep putting more there. Because your content mm -hmm. is working when you're asleep. Somebody's up watching it. Yeah. Studying it's it. getting millions of views yeah. without yeah. spending a dollar. Yeah. You have to spend a dollar. You don't have to, uh, you know, you, you can be everywhere at once. Um you know, if you got a new product or service, you can yeah. talk about it and create content around it. Like mm -hmm. it's a skill that's going to continue to get bigger. And like, mm -hmm. when I see these other entrepreneurs doing 
um, trying to do media even bigger. For example, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about Cardone. He's got his um, 10X studios. He's like trying to produce his own mm-hmm. TV shows and stuff, yeah. right? Um, when I see Patrick David and Valuetainment and he just made like Tucker Carlson a $100 million offer, right? Yeah, so. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. So he just Jeez. offered him $100 million. And equity and valutainment. Tuck got to take that. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Tuck got to take that. He should. He, he should. take that. So, you know, you see Patrick like, hey, mm. all in on media. Mm. You know, you look at um, Dave Portnoy with Barstool. He sold it for $600 million. Yeah, you look that's at, a big move. Like, I see all these guys saying the same thing, mm. doing the same moves. And you're like, yeah, this is, they know. Yeah. This is where it's at. Facts. I love that. Ryan, it's been a pleasure. Any closing comments, things you're trying to promote? Um, we talked about WealthCon. I'd love to see everyone at WealthCon. Um, July 11th to the 13th. You can go to wealthcon.org to go get your tickets. Go see all three of us. And, uh, you know, we got after parties. The events are crazy. You know, we got, uh, man, off the top of my head, Bradley, uh, Brandon Turner, Mm. uh, King Keto, Brandon Carter, um, dude, I I can't even think of all. There's (laughs) There's literally like 20 speakers. Anthony O'Neill. Great dudes. Yeah. It's one of the best events in Vegas. It sounds yeah, it's like. gonna be lit. I'm, I'm there for sure. Support this yeah. man, guys. He just spent half a million dollars for you guys, <laughs> just for you. <laughs> half a million dollars to go network. Yeah, guys, follow me on Instagram. And thanks for watching the Digital Social Hour. Digital Social Hour. See you guys next week. Thanks Peace. for tuning in.